Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, your ultimate guide to all things Disney. And if you didn't notice, spring has sprung. And of course, that means it is time for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. And today, we are so excited to share with you all of the colorful blooms, treats, and top-notch entertainment that you can expect from this beloved event. I'm joined, of course, by Bridget and Renee. And I don't know about you guys, but this is my favorite festival at Epcot. Some of our dream designers tried to convince me it should be others. It is not. This one is <laughs> no, this is the best one. By far. <laughs> I do love it. It's March 1st through July 5th. So families have a long time to enjoy this number one festival on our list. Lots of topiary displays, exhibits, gardens, food, lots of things to enjoy during this event. Yeah. And I would say, I think when most people think about the Flower and Garden Festival, the first thing that comes to mind are the topiaries and all of the beautiful floral displays. And it really takes over the park and it just... For me, I walk in and Epcot just has a different feel during these few months. And I absolutely love it. And we were just chatting. We we have our own favorite topiaries too. Yep. My favorite is Lady and the Tramp. And you will find the Lady and the Tramp topiary over in Italy in that pavilion. And I absolutely always love Peter Pan, the whole display from Peter to Tink and TikTok Croc and um, Winnie the Pooh, which are all in the UK. But I'm really excited to see the new Tiana one this year in yep. person. Yes. And mine is the three caballeros. So that's if you're making your way out of the World Showcase and you're heading over to, I still call it Future World. So if you're making your way out of the World Showcase and heading over to the other side of the park. Uh, but I also, I'm excited to see Encanto, which is new mm -hmm. for this year. And especially for guests who are entering um, either from the monorail or from the bus entrance. Um, that's going to be the first topiary you see when you enter the park. So you can see the family Madrigal right there. It was very popular. We were at the Flower and Garden Festival a couple of weeks ago, and the line to get a picture with the Encanto topiaries, oh my word, very popular place to be. And I love that they included a variety of characters from it. So yeah. you're not only going to have Maribel, you're going to have Antonio, Luisa, and yeah. Isabella, who's always my favorite, <laughs> with her strong muscles. But it's just so, you know, for me, I always think, because the one thing I hear from people is that, like, what is there to do in Epcot? And I was like, everybody's so worried that Disney is so busy. Here's a perfect opportunity to stroll at your leisure and take in, like, these beautiful sights. Because the topiaries are just so amazing. Um, you know, and they span, you'll have the princesses. There's, you know, you have Snow White, um, Miss Piggy, and Kermit the Frog make appearances as well, too. And then the flower beds, like the flower beds are gorgeous. If you're making your way, like my favorite spot to walk when you're coming from the World Showcase is you make your way over to Journey into the Imagination. Mm -hmm. Seeing just like the water features and then just the floral beds, it's gorgeous. It is. We we were at the International um, Festival of the Arts, which was a few weeks before the Flower and Garden Festival started, and you could see them already starting the planting process. So in my mind, I was thinking, mm, we are preparing for the Flower and Garden Festival because they had started putting a few things out. They had started putting up some of the topiaries. So you will be able to experience the full transformation of that as well. Well, and they also 
do um like interactive things where you can see how they do it like the planting and the gardening they have little seminars and things like that and also definitely want to note that in the land ride they will also have some nods to the flower and garden festival in there too since that department is such a big part of it have you done the behind the seeds tour i know this is a little bit off topic but not really it's a tour that you can do in the land pavilion and you can explore all of that is happening and growing in the land and it's especially fun to visit it during the epcot flower and garden festival because they have a little bit more going on in that tour and that's my favorite time to take it Oh, that's some good. We that's on our list of tours to do. We still haven't done it, but that's a good. You know, that's good to know that if we're going to do it, do it during that festival. Yeah. Um, one of the things my family loves to do because Epcot's one of our favorite parks. We always do the Spikes Pollination Exploration mm -hmm. um, Scavenger Hunt. So, for those of you who don't know, I believe it's like nine ninety nine. You get the scavenger hunt card, and then you have to search for Spike the Bee. And he's located strategically and conveniently all throughout the World Showcase. Mm -hmm. So for grown-ups who are trying to feast on all the food and drink at the World Showcase, and maybe you're trying to convince the kids like why it's important to go around the world, my kids love a good scavenger hunt. Yes. Um, for me, I know last year when we did it, Spike was hiding in this beautiful orchid garden in Mexico that was off the beaten path. And had we not been doing that scavenger hunt, we never would have seen, you know, because it was right in between, you know, most people go right into the temple or you're, you're doing the meet and greet with Donald. And it was right in between there, not someplace you would normally just walk around and go see. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, I know that I didn't know it was here 10 seconds ago, but I also know if I didn't see this, I would have been so sad to have missed it. So it's a great opportunity because it really takes you off the beaten path to go in and explore the countries and just see just how deep and how far all of these floral arrangements and the topiaries like really reach. I know in like Japan too, they had all of the different bonsai displays out yes. if you go all the way back by the koi pond. So that was, it was just, it's things we don't normally do during a regular trip, but the scavenger hunt forced us to do it because my kids are super competitive mm -hmm. and want whatever the prize is at the end when they turn in that card because you do get prizes. Um, and I should tell parents, if you're doing the scavenger hunt and you don't complete it, just turn the card in. You get your prize regardless. My children don't know that, but you do <laughs> in case they melt down halfway, like somewhere yeah. around France. <laughs> Yeah, you don't, you don't have to finish it. But for me, that was one of the best ways that we were able to explore, you know, all that the festival had to offer throughout the countries. We saw a lot of adults doing it the, our last visit too. It wasn't just kids. It, it was like a date night. We, for some reason, we were around this cute little couple and they were doing a date night and they were doing the scavenger hunt together while they were stopping at the food booths. And I thought that was a really, Hey, listen, that's a cool date night. I like that it. It's a cool I date I do night. love that idea. Yeah. And they also um, will be adding in for the, the spring season of it. They have the extravaganza hunt as well. So same mm -hmm. price point, $9.99 plus tax. Um, and you get to find all the different Easter eggs around World Showcase as well. So if somebody's visiting during that time and they're thinking, oh, I don't want to be gone for the holiday or whatnot, you get to still do that. And the eggs are painted like, um, I always think they're like Disney bound, like the characters. Yeah. Some of them are really obvious what they are and other ones, they're just like their colors or designs on their outfits or whatnot, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not just, you know, for those that are wondering, like, is it just flowers and topiaries? The festival really does incorporate so much more than that. Yeah, they, um, one of the coolest parts about it, I think, is they do what's called the Garden Rocks concert series. So if you have gone for like festival of the arts where they have like Broadway performers and things like that, I, they bring out the biggest variety of different bands. I mean, every single thing you could think of from like Cool in the Gang, they've had um, Herman's Herbits, which seems to be there every single year. I think they like live for that concert, honestly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the ones that I'm the most excited for are going to be the Plain White Tees, Vertical Horizon, Simple Plan. Like my inner emo girl comes out for sure <laughs> um, with those, which are, and they do these concerts throughout the season. They're running usually about two nights. They'll do two shows a day. Um, and then you're able to get in and kind of just sit and visit them. You can even walk by and just hang out and kind of stand. They also have a really cool option. If you have a band that you were like, in for like they've had 98 degrees before which is always a popular one which come on you bring a boy band to disney like <laughs> that's every tgif like person's friday night that's where everybody went was walt disney world um so you get to combine those together but if you really want to make sure you get there but you don't want to maybe sit around and like stock seats for hours you can do the dining packages they offer. There's about six restaurants that participate in this, and it's a special dining package that you can get, um, but it includes kind of a prefix menu. So you get an appetizer, entree, dessert, and a drink, non-alcoholic. That you got to save for the food booths. <laughs> um, so you get that, and then you get a reserved seating section to come back to. Um, one that's a really cool, notable option that they're doing this year is they're doing a same day dining package at the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. And so that one gives you the option to just kind of go in. It's the best value, I will say, um, price point for your family to do it, but you can do a shorter meal and then still come back and have that. And you can reserve that. Um, you dine without a reservation. So you're just paying for the, the pre um, package version versus yeah. just your kind of grab and go type things. So it's funny you mentioned that. I will say that I had guests there who had to see the Pointer Sisters. Like, oh. they, so, so <laughs> they tried to do the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. And, but, uh, you know, just as a heads up, those garden packages will sell out there and it's first come, first serve. So we ended up doing um, a last second reservation popped at Spice Road Table. Now, these are super picky eaters. And I was like, do you, do you really want this? We've already talked about like nothing on the menu. They're like, whatever gets us closest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I was That's like, super okay. cool. but you know what? They did enjoy their meal. Enjoyed enjoyed the Pointer Sisters. So um, it is it is a great option because you definitely get that preferred seating. I was one of the ones in line for 98 degrees, and that line wrapped. Uh, but but the cast members were great. They're like, don't worry. Like we've seen this line go much further down. Everybody's going to fit into the amphitheater. But if you do want that preferred seating and not have to worry about whether or not you're going to get in, those dining packages are a great option. In the same thought of food, let's talk outdoor kitchens because we know Epcot, they just find a reason to keep them booths up all year, <laughs> which I am not complaining about. Like if I don't want to sit down and like Epcot is my most favorite park. So Flower and Garden and International Food Festival are by far my two favorites. But 
if you don't want to sit down and do that and you want to go on the go, let's talk a little bit about kind of what they have set up for the the festival season and kind of like things that you guys may have tried. I know they have some fan favorites throughout the year. Um, I always have to get the Instagrammable Frushi in Japan. No. <laughs> <laughs> People either love it or hate it. My husband thinks it's absolutely gross, but I, I love it. I think it's, it's fun. fun. You're the um, chef. You What you yeah. say goes. Your husband oh, no, goes. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that were the case. <laughs> He's opinionated. Um, but, you know, there's some really cool stuff. And I like how they kind of tie in some of the garden, the garden theming through everything. Mm -hmm. So the presentation yeah. is just gorgeous. So, tons of bright colors. The Honey Bistro is always a really fun stop. I cannot get enough of that pollinator flatbread. And I think, Bridget, I remember seeing on your Instagram, you tried the new we chicken did. and waffle, right? Yeah, it was Ooh. a cornbread waffle. <clears throat> it was a very sweet cornbread waffle. It was a little spicy, though, because it had some jalapeno mixed in with it. And then it had fried chicken on top. And then they drizzle it with honey. And we really enjoyed it. It was a good thing for the three of us to split. The other thing, honestly, that really rose to the top was the watermelon cucumber slushy. Um, oh, it was, yes, very refreshing. We're a watermelon family. <clears throat> it's one of our favorite things. We love the watermelon agua fresca over at Connections Eatery. It's top on our list. But this was wonderful. It was refreshing. We ended up getting two of them. You can get it non-alcoholic, but if you want it with gin, you can have it with that too. But there were a, lo a lot of really beautiful things. We also um, got to try the avocado toast over at the booth that is in front of Test Track in that area. It was delicious. And then also at that booth, they had these um, donut bites that had a cream cheese with them. It was delicious. But there's 17 main outdoor kitchens and then seven other kiosks full of food and drink that you can go around. And this is a perfect time for your kids or you to be a taste explorer. Try something that you wouldn't normally try. And it's in a small little bite so that you can experience lots of different things. It's funny, my my husband who, you know, he he is a good sport and he will take the multiple trips to Disney. But last year during the Food and Garden Festival, apparently they had an amazing clam chowder. And he's like, I could just sit here all day and eat this and be so happy, which if you knew him, you would know that that's like a big deal. Impressive. Um, whereas like I was more like, oh, that rodeo cowboy mac and cheese sounds good. So, but they do have, you know, you know, when we're on vacation, we're very much under the uh, philosophy that calories don't count. Absolutely not. Um, not in Disney. But, but for those who do, you know, what I like is they really do have like very, you know, they do have healthy eat options. They have a lot of like farm, you know, treats that are made mm -hmm. from fresh ingredients. So you do, you know, it's not <laughs> unless you're vacationing with us and you are worried about calories or eating you know, eating healthy, you do have those options there if you're looking to take advantage. And many of the greens and flowers that they use to garnish are from the land. So they are grown there in Epcot. So it makes it even better. And they'll tell you on the ride too. Like when you're going through it during that time of the year, they'll say what's featured in it. Um, and one of the things that I always think of that people sometimes sleep on and they don't think it's a big deal is the Florida Fresh booth. Oh. They have grilled corn, which let me just tell you, you walk by <laughs> and it smells like a like a county fair. 
but it is fantastic. And they have different versions this year. They've got some that are dairy free and Disney is really ahead of the game with those things. Like you said, like the healthy eating, but they also make it very adaptive for different diets. So if you're gluten free, if you're dairy free, if you're vegan, they have something for everybody, including different wines and things I'm seeing this year when I'm looking at the menus, which is really cool. Um, they had lots but of flights. They had wine flights, beer flights, um, all types of different ways that you could try multiple things in one in one purchase. Last year we were there and my best friend and I, we that seems to be the one we always go to because it's around princess, you know, race or whatnot. Um, and we did a beer flight and I found one that I loved. It was like a mango passion fruit, kind of like a pog juice. Yeah. Or, jung- you know, the jungle juice from... Tusker house, but it was a beer. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. So great. I flew all the way to Florida to realize that it's brewed in North Carolina. So really, (laughs) and it was cheaper to go to Florida than buying it probably here in North Carolina. But I mean, it's just neat. Like there's so many different things Mm -hmm. to experience and it's such a family friendly festival, which is nice. Like there is something, like you said, it could be a date night. It could be a, um, you know, like a family outing, but it inspires your kids and inspires your family to try different things. You're not committed to like a whole meal of it, which is cool, but they have family gardens. They have little play areas set up like little playgrounds and things. Um, I know Nicole mentioned beforehand, one of, one of her favorite things. So I definitely want to make sure we don't forget it. The butterfly garden, um, you know, and you can just go walk through it's right in between um, journey into the imagination as you make your way over to the land, uh, you know, right where you normally see poo playing in the playing in the gardens, trying to catch yep. those butterflies. Well, now you have the butterfly garden and it's obviously part of the festival. So it's not a separate price or anything. You just walk right in and it's really neat because like they show you all of the different stages and you just see them pollinating and then the butterflies are just everywhere. So it's yeah. so you know, like I said, it's just something nice, just another something easy to walk through, especially too once you once you make it over away from the World Showcase, because, you know, the festival really is throughout the entire park. But we do like the Butterfly Garden. It is, you know, nice. And the kids are always worried, like, are they going to get out? What happens? And then, <laughs> then they just fly. They're butterflies. They're butterflies. <laughs> Fine. I do also like with the with the festival, they have nameplates out with a lot of the plants that they have in um, stationed throughout the park. And so I like for my house to have a little touch of Disney outside. And so our planters that we put on our front porch, oftentimes I've taken a picture of a plant that I really like at the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. I find a way to get it here because we have some nurseries that also have those same plants. And then we can put them on our front porch. And I think, mm, I feel like I'm in Epcot. Oh, I love that. And it, and you know, it's important to note that Epcot does have a good amount of construction still going on right now. Um, as far as with like the Moana journey to water and whatnot, but they've done a really cool job and of making photo opportunities on all of their walls that are there. So like if you've ever been to Nashville and they have the giant butterfly wings and things like that, they have different kind of things around there that they've themed as well for the festival. So it's just something to kind of keep in mind when you're in that same area where I think it's where the butterfly is and Mm -hmm. there's like a Simba topiary right there. They have some fun stuff like that too. We had to get pictures for my daughter with every set of wings. She's like, now this one, now this one. It was cute. And they have them high and low, which I love. Like they're high, they're painted high for adults and then they have yeah. them smaller for the kids. 
they think of everything. Yeah. But it's funny, Bridget, you had mentioned like naming what the plants are. I totally forgot that like, you know, the kids are secretly learning because, you know, when we were doing the scavenger hunt, you know, they were looking at all the different herbs and, you know, that you would find like in Italian dishes. And when you're over in the UK, a lot of their plants were tied to the different teas and different, you know what I mean? So it all ties in and it, you know, it's really neat. You know, the kids are learning without realizing that they're learning. There's a lot of merchandise booths that's set up throughout the festival as well. Every year we walk by this one booth that has a Mickey shaped topiary and we fly. And I always think to myself, can I get this on the airplane? But it grows vines around it, but it's a Mickey head. And I think to myself, I want that. I really do want that. But there's tons of merchandise booths that are set up all over um, World Showcase. And even, you know, you can get the festival merchandise in the main um in the main shopping areas but this year we have a lot of orange bird um merchandise that you can check out snow there's a snow white collection of course figment he's a part of the festival as well even though he has a really large presence in the um, festival of the arts he's also a part of this grouping as well so there's tons of things that you can shop for and you can take home and you can remember your vacation every time you look at it and i love that it's such a long-running festival i think that encompasses an opportunity for everyone and um, Disney has rolled out some really great savings as well too for the summer months. So a lot of times people are like, Oh, I don't know. It's so hot. It's, it's there's survival tips. Well, that's a whole nother podcast that we could do at some point of, of yeah, doing Disney go, parks in the we summer. We go every summer. And so it's, it's we around our birthday. We love it. Yeah. It's the one festival I hate to miss. And two, like, you know, if you feel like you're listening and you're like, well, how do I know where all of this is? Right where the maps are, they have those little booklets and they will tell you mm-hmm. what food is where and what to find and who's performing that night for Garden Rocks and where you can find everything. So they do have plenty of information in one spot for you as soon as you walk into, you know, whether you're coming in um, over by the Skyliner entrance or you're coming in the main entrance, there's there's plenty of information to let you know exactly what's happening at the festival each day. Yeah, those festival passports are like gold and they do different things. Totally forgot about this when we were talking about the food booths, but um, they do the festival passport. They also have some specialty things. So um, they have 10 dishes that, that are listed in there. And if you try five of them and you put your little, they have like little stickers in there. If you put your stickers in, you get a specialty treat at one of them. If you try five out of the 10. So it's another way to kind of explore and have something kind of like you were talking about with the scavenger hunt and things like that. It gives you like little set things that you can choose from and you don't have to eat all 10. You can only do five or whatnot, but I, th- I'm, I can't remember what the specialty treat is this year, but for this festival, but it's just another thing like to grab one of those. And it's a great little souvenir too, you know, to look back and kind of, you can make notes and say what your favorite is or, you know, what I will never eat again. I will say the most controversial food that I've heard across the board that is not the favorite this year is like a watermelon sashimi that they did. So it's like kind of like a sushi. I don't know if you got to try it, Bridget. I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious and I'm going to buy it and try it just because. But apparently they tried to make it like mimic like salmon sashimi, but mm. it's like super, super, super salty. So if any of our listeners have had that, I need the details on that. I need to know what you thought because until I can get it. there. I, I'm going to try it. I, it may be like Bridget making me drink the Beverly drink and 
I had the best, the best picture of Renee drinking bubbles. I'm up for trying pretty much everything, but I'm thinking it's going to be one of those moments, but I'm curious about it, but there's just, it's such a neat, a neat festival and there are so many things and, you know, we always love to hear it. Like as much as you guys, we like to come and talk to you guys and share with you things leave us messages and comments or, or reach out to us and let us know if you've had something you love or you don't love because that's we're always excited to hear that experience too and from our own personal guests and you know our listeners as well yep but with that i think we can probably sign off ladies i'm so yeah. sad to say goodbye to everybody but um thank you guys so much for joining us on the my mickey podcast we do hope you enjoyed learning about all of the exciting things that are happening at um, in Epcot right now. And don't forget to tune in to our next episode next week. And we're going to bring you more insider tips and news from the world of Disney. If you are thinking about planning a magical vacation to the parks or any other destination, please feel free to reach out. You can reach out to any of us or our whole team of wonderful dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel that um, will focus on making sure you have all the, the tips to have magical, mem memorable vacation. Um, and we'll see you guys real soon. Have a great day.